Amen. We were made by God for God. We, were, we're, we love Him and serve Him. I mean, you get to love Him and serve Him if you want to. That's the thing about God. He made you. He wants you to look to Him for help because He has the overarching view of your life. But you don't have to if you don't want to. In Psalms 139, it says this in verse 13. It says, For you formed me, or you formed my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. If God takes the time to get involved in the process of you being formed in your mother's womb, do you not think that he wants to take the time in forming your life when you're out of the womb? Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. You know, God, he, don't, he just don't get involved in the belly. He gets involved when you're out of the belly. Amen? And he wants to be a part of your life. But when he's tapping you on the shoulder and saying, Lori, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't do that. you got to listen. He gave us mechanisms on the inside of us, guys. Listen to me. You have things on the inside of you that will begin to start telling you, ooh, you'll start feeling like, ooh, I shouldn't do this. Ooh, this don't feel right. Now, you may not verbalize that, but everybody in this room, you've got that in you. And you're about to do something. Students, about to disobey. You feel that little nudge. Oh, you shouldn't do this. Uh-huh. You don't say nothing, but you go ahead and do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Adults. Ah, oh, man, I wouldn't take that job. Oh, God, money's good. Got to take it, man. Got benefits. Got to do it. Got to do it. Man, I wouldn't date that person. Oh, man, she's hot. Whew, she's hot. Whew, she's hot, 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 hot. And by the time you get done hot, 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 you're already dating, and then you're messing up. Amen? But I'm just saying, guys, God has mechanisms in us that makes us to go, ooh, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't. How many times have you heard people say this? Man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Where'd that come from? You should have said that while you was getting a little notification. You know, the tick, 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 boom. They sent you a message. It popped up. Don't do it. Don't do it. But you went ahead and did it anyway. Now, God's good, but sometimes it takes him a while to get you out of a mess. Amen? And, and it's just something to where God just, he wants us to follow him and be a part of him. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified says this. It says, for we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, guys. You are a work of art. I don't care what you saw today when you looked in the mirror. Amen? You might have saw something else. God sees you as a work of art. Hallelujah. Created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking past which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Hallelujah. He has made a way and prearranged it for us. Last week, if you was here, you actually heard... You know, uh, Pastor uh, Marty talked about the ant, how the ant starts out over here and how the ant may be coming over here. But how many of you know the ant's so small, he can't see that whole uh, journey? But me, being really tall compared to the ant, I can see the whole journey of that ant. Wherever he starts, I can see, man, he's, he's going to end up over here somewhere. But if I was to set something down really luscious, like a piece of fruit or maybe a piece of butterscotch, candy corn right here he might go around it but there's a chance he might tap into it but it, I see that that ant's got something really good ahead so if that ant starts to get off course man I can help that ant stay on course to get to the butterscotch amen to the candy corn 
It's the same thing with me and you. If we'll just stay on course with God every day, get up, put in God, first place in our life, taking steps toward Him, not perfect, you're going to screw up, you're going to mess up, we all do, okay? He, he's got that, okay? He's got that in the clauses, we're going to mess up, okay? But we're going to just continue to ask Him to forgive us. We're going to continue to ask Him to lead and guide us. I promise you, you'll end up at the butterscotch. Now, I'm not going to be thrilled when I end up at the butterscotch. But the point is, it's going to be a treat to that ant because they like sweet stuff. Well, there's things in your life that God knows you like. And He wants to lead you there. But the devil wants to get you off course. So his main objective is to put as many toys out here and to have 25 different religions, 2,500 different ways to God, all this stuff to where, guess what? You can be like them, confused. Because the only thing that I, well, there's many things I love about Christianity, but Christianity is about freedom. How many of y'all like freedom? We like Other religions don't really teach that, okay? They put you in a restricted state, some of them, not all of them, but I'm just saying Christianity is about you have the right to choose. You choose, amen? And the good news is, you know, well, it should be, we choose Him, hallelujah, glory to God. Everyone in this room, desires to be loved and to be known we just sometimes look for love in the wrong places and from the wrong people when is the last time someone said to you i love you i love you when is the last time you told somebody you love them i'm telling you it's a powerful thing and i mean not just saying it you know meaning it god loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you so that you could be saved from this dark, sinful world. He made a way for you to be successful while here on earth. But it starts by accepting what he done for us through Jesus. You know, John 3, 16, we all know it, but it says, we'll say it again, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Is condemnation going to cause people to run away from their bad habits, their struggles, their sins, and all that? Us condemning the world. Us trying to get them to change their morality, change what they're doing externally. Is that going to get them saved? No, it's not ever going to get them saved, okay? I got a newsflash. You ain't called to save anybody. We can't save nobody. On our best day, you can't save nobody. Unless the Holy Spirit draws them to Jesus, all you can do is plant a seed, water a seed. And then sometimes you may see the increase, but it's only because Jesus or Holy Spirit's been working in the back. But we can love all people, guys. We can love all people. How hard is it to be kind to somebody? Man, it's a wonder anybody comes to church sometimes. If we was to really have a video screen of your last seven days, or my last seven days, how we conduct ourselves in traffic, how we talk to those we say we love, how you act on the job, how you treat your employer, how you, you treat your employees, how you treat your kids. What if we had that on a video screen? Well, that's what the world's seeing. They're watching our, 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 our real go. They're watching our lives unfold. And when they see life go to pieces for you guys and y'all stay stern, y'all stay to God and y'all speak what's right, that says a lot to them. Amen? That says something good to them. Romans 5 says this, Now it is an extraordinary thing 
Now, it is an extraordinary thing for one to willingly give his life even for an upright man, though perhaps for a good man, one who is noble and selfless and worthy. Someone might even dare to die. But God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love is not even close, close to a human love you can get from someone else. His love is deeper, wider, higher than any love you have experienced. When His love touches you, you will never be the same. Let God's love touch you today. Let go of that which is holding you back. Let God into your life. Let His love come and touch you guys. See, we look at God's love through the lens of the way you've been loved. You do. You look at that and you go, well, you know, if God's anything like that, I don't want to do with Him. He ain't nothing like that. Okay? He don't, he's never had a bad day. He's never looked at his creation and said something and went, oops, I wish I wouldn't have said that. No, he's constantly in your corner. And he's constantly wanting to bring you back on the straight and narrow and the way of success. Always. So if you're here today and you've bumped off the road or you've went to the left or the right, guess what? He can get you back on that road. But what's going to keep you on that road is if you let God's love lead you. Love lead. Fear controls. And that's what the devil tries to do is control our life with possessions and things and, and, and wrong things in this world. Amen? Hallelujah. His love will fill every void in your life. I don't care what it is, guys. God's love gave and is continually given. He's continu love gives, guys. That is the trait of our God. He's constantly giving. It's just His people are in a, not in a position to receive because we're so infatuated with other things in this world that are fading away. I mean, the prettiest things you've ever seen, the nicest car you've ever bought, it fades away. It becomes a pile of junk in a junkyard. And that's the case with everything in this world. But what God gives us, man, the love of God comes into your house or in your car or in your bathroom or your bedroom or the kitchen, and it wraps around you, tears strummed on your face. There's nothing like that right there, man. Oh, man, that's life-changing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His love goes where others' love will not go. His love never stops pursuing people. You know, there's a place with Christians that we just, we, we draw the line. There's some places we just dare not go. But His love will go to those dark places. His love will go to those, those places to where it's like, oh, I mean, man, I don't know if I could go in there to the gangs and, and to, to people that are doing you know, drugs and whatever. He goes into those places and he loves them. He's always reaching for his kids. Church, we've got to live that way ourselves. We've got to be willing to go where nobody wants to go. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. We've got to be able to love when other people's ain't loving. And when you get that opportunity, it's a time to love. Remember, your love is what's going to be attractive, not your message you're going to preach to them. Because on your best day, you as messed up as anybody else. And who are you to be starting to tell somebody else what they need to be doing when you just got to look in the rearview mirror at what you probably just done an hour ago? You follow me? Come on, guys. We're trying to get people to Jesus, uh, not, to, not to the church. Okay, yes, bring them here, and we're going to introduce them to Jesus. But, man, wherever you're at, you're constantly leading people to Jesus. Well, how are they going to see Jesus? There's got to be something that sets us apart from the other people at work and in our family. There's got to be something, okay? I'm glad you asked. 
Hallelujah. John 13 says this. This is Jesus. He said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Three times he says that. Love one another. That means we love each other the way Jesus loved you. Now, we don't have time to go into a message about how Jesus loved you. But I can tell you, the blood flowed, the nails were there, he hung on the cross, enough said. Okay? His love was made very visible to me and you. Okay, he goes on to say it again in John 15, 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. This is not a suggestion. This is not just a great idea. Oh, hey, Peter, I got a good idea. It just came to me. Why don't y'all love one another? Uh Uh-uh. I command you. Because Jesus knew that the only way he was going to change the people that he came in contact with. Did you know that Jesus didn't look like the Pharisees and Sadducees? Y'all do know he didn't dress up like them, right? Y'all do know that he didn't preach many places they were at, right? Okay? He looked different than, than, than the religious people. Why? Because if he looked like them, he wasn't going to get nowhere. And what we've done really good in America is to conform to a certain image that's very unattractive. We've put men on a pedestal. We've put ministers on a pedestal. We've put ourselves on pedestals. Okay? Listen, people are wanting to see somebody that's genuine and real. Okay? I struggle just like everybody in this room struggles. I'm not perfect. And if you're looking for a perfect pastor, well, you'll never find one. (laughs) They don't exist. I know some of them are self-proclaimed perfect, but they they ain't there. We've got to give the world Jesus, guys. Jesus was real, authentic, and he cared. He cared about everybody. He was never too busy to talk to people. He went to graveyards when nobody took a special trip across the Sea of Galilee to just to go see one guy in the uh, tombs that was chained up, no clothes on. Imagine that, no clothes on. Somebody in the tombs walking up to you with chains. How would you feel? Cody would be like, man, this is a great time to minister the Word of God. Or is this a great time to run? Maybe run, Cody. I'm with you, brother. (laughs) But I'm just saying, this is Jesus. This is the one we say we love and we serve. Guys, God didn't, I don't think God likes to see what he's seeing, but the world as we know it is in a great place to receive some love. A great place. That means when you love somebody, that means I give Tina something expecting nothing in return. That means when I let go of it, I don't care if I ever see it again. Jesus never had material things walking around going, okay, now, Peter, you give that to them, but you make sure they know they got 30 days to give it back. Yeah. John, you make sure to keep up with their note, okay? They got a few, few more weeks. If they don't pay it, we're going to go get our money back from them. Uh-uh. He used natural resources to change human lives. The only reason you may have more than somebody else is because you have a responsibility more than somebody else. Get busy with it. Get busy with it. We ain't called to save up everything in our life for a retirement. Have you noticed when you get older? When you, have you seen people that get older? How active are they? I mean, really? You chill out? You slow down? 
You ain't going all over the world. Man, my stepsister bought my dad, uh, or he wanted, she wanted all of us to go in, and he's like 74 years old, and she said, look, we're going to surprise him with a trip to Hawaii. Well, you know, most people in this room would go, whoa, come on. My brother said, look, Katie, don't do that. He is not going to want to sit on a plane for six hours, and he ain't going to want to do that. She did it anyway. It was a family meltdown. My dad went off. He ain't going to no Hawaii. Come on. That's all he can do to go to his car, go play golf. That's about it. You know what I'm saying? So why do we need all these resources? Not so we think when we get older, we're going to be, you know, I mean, just going all over the place. Come on, let's be real, okay? We want to fund the gospel. We want to help people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is my commandment. Love one another. Jesus touched and changed the world by the love he showed it. We can touch and change the world by the love we show it. Jesus used natural resources to show God's love. We can do the same. What is God's definition of love? 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am help me. Nothing, okay? Now, you may be something to the world that you live in. You may be something to the people in, in, in your area. Woo! The man of hour. Oh, the man of hour of power. Power of hour. Whatever you want to call him, okay? But the reality is, in God's sight, you're nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give, uh, give my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is what, y'all? Patient. Love is? It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It does not get easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. Always preserve. Verse 8, love never fails. You could take love and put God, because God is love. You could say God never fails. God is not proud. God is not envious. You know what I'm saying? God is love. He loves you. That is the definition of love. That's what we got to start showing to the people we love, to the people we go to church with, and to the people in the world. I mean, man, if you if you got a job that stinks, man, make it better. Make it better. You got a family that ain't doing right? Make it better. You got a church that ain't right? You make it better. Change starts with you and me. If you want something to change, don't tell everybody else to change. You change. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got a good thing in their, oh, man, if Lori would just do this, this, and this, man, it'd be all right. What about you, dog? How about you? <laughs> have you ever figured that you might have a part in this? There's two sides. You know what I'm saying? You know, why do I say that? Why do I say that? Why have I said some harsh things to the church here today? Can I just be real with you? Y'all okay if I be real with you? About two or three weeks ago, we was on our way home. My wife wanted to quit the church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she sure did. My wife's been going to church since she was a little kid. Had nothing against the church. The bickering. The talking. 
to jump. It's stupid. That only lasted a few minutes. My wife's godly. She and we we're not moved by that. But how do you think that does to me? What are we building here? I mean, what are we doing? Do we really love people? Or do we love position? Do we love what we do? And what we do matters more than people. Now, we're not going nowhere. We love God. (laughs) And that was a brief, brief moment, okay? But guys, we have a world to touch. And we all got to grow up. It ain't always going to go the way you want it to go. Newsflash. It's not always going to go the way I want it to go. But guys, we have an opportunity of a lifetime to change people. Many of your lives have been changed coming to this church in this short period of time. My life has changed. How many more lives do we want to see changed? I don't want to see somebody walk out of this church mad because we didn't treat them right. Please, please, if they do, would you walk out with them? I mean it, guys. I got a job I go to every day, just like many of y'all. Hey, Megan, I love you. I love you so much. Love you, too. I got a job I go to every day. (laughs) Y'all don't pay me. (laughs) I do this because I love Jesus. And I'm hoping I'm in a group full of people that feel the same way. That we want to see the world change, guys. And it starts by us loving each other. Love you, big dog. Mm, love you, baby. It's about loving, man. It's about loving. Can we just get addicted to love? How about we just get addicted to love, man? We don't see wrong, we see good. We don't see failure, we see success. Now, I'm not saying we don't deal with things because we have to deal with them. We do. But you know, you can even do that in love. And I've been guilty. Luke, I, I've blown it. I've messed up. But I'm telling you guys, we have an opportunity to show the world Jesus. Emily, love you, girl. Love all you girls. Y'all are amazing. A life has changed right here. Many of you guys, Bailey, hallelujah. She's so fired up, she got her hair changed. Colored her hair different, hallelujah. Many of you guys change, 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 change. Beautiful. I love it. We're not done. But y'all hear me, y'all hear me well. If we can't love people, we need to be at this altar until we get that right. And I mean love your own. Love your own. 1 John 2, 4 says this, If someone claims I know God but doesn't obey God's commandments, what is God's commandments? Love one another, right? That's what Jesus said. That's the commandment. Love one another. Love God and love each other. That person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love Him. That is how we know we are living in Him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as who did? Jesus did. 1 John 3.23, it says, And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and do what? Love one another. He puts them both together. 
That means you need to believe on Jesus and you need to love one another. As he gave us commandments, we must show the world the real Christianity because fake Christianity does not change anyone. It confuses everyone. Real Christianity draws people. Jesus had no problem drawing a crowd. Why? He was attractive. The church of Jesus can be attractive if we do it like Jesus. Amen? Did Jesus correct people? You know he did. Did he correct his disciples? Yes, he did. But it was something about the way he did it that drew them to stay with him, not run away. Amen? I'm telling you, there's a way to do church. And let's fight to do it that way. Let's fight to do it right to where we can see our lives change, but yet we can see others changed. Amen? We want to be a church people talk about. Not a, peop- a church that people say, give me another beer and let's talk about that stupid church. No, we don't want anybody to leave our church like that. God is love and he loves the world so much he saw a need and he did something about that need. Do you love the world? Do you love the world? Obviously, you can see the need. But how much is meeting that need mean to you and me? How much? How much does people mean to you? To Jesus, it meant his life. The Bible says in in, in John 15, it says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. He wasn't talking about just himself, guys. He was talking about us. How willingly are we to take a job, work the job, not for a salary, but for salvation? Talk to me, man. You're at a job. Look past your paycheck. Look at the position God gave you and let it be a position to love people. Amen? God's goodness and kindness will lead us to change, not our finger pointing. Romans 2, 4 says this. I'm closing. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the what? Goodness of God leads you to repentance. The what? Goodness of God leads you. No, no, man, I thought it was the wrath of God. You're going to hell. If you don't turn, you're going to burn, people. No, no, no. The goodness, the goodness of God. Romans 2, 4, and the message says this. It says, you didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and from coming down on you hard. Or do you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think this one, you better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. Radical life change. God loves you very much. He will never stop loving you. Never. He is so good. He's so kind. Friend, if there's nothing you get out of today, God loves you and he wants you to love others. And in doing so, just like God had to look past junk to love you, we have to look past junk to love others. Because everybody in this room, we, we go through things. And we've got to be able to love each other out of that. It's God's love that I'm here today walking with him. Because when I first went to church, I didn't get saved my first time going to church. My second time, it was months. And then finally I said, you know what? 
I'm in on this. I'm going to buy in. You know what did it? It was the love of the people. Did you know how many messages I remember that guy preaching? About as many as y'all remember me preaching. None. <laughs> but it was something tangible that grabbed my heart. And it was the love of God. That's what's different. And I have stayed true to the course. Went through a divorce. Had hard times in my life. Made some stupid decisions. Could have went the way of the wicked one. Had the opportunity. I was going through hard times. It was, it was, it was, it was proposed to me. Hey, remember when we used to do this? You know the old party guys? You know all the people drive up in their, their, their car? Honk, honk, come on, man, let's go party. It was there. But the love of God compelled me and restored me and gave me way more than I deserved and a beautiful wife and a beautiful church family. And I'm thankful to be a part of. Amen? Let's all bow our head and close our eyes. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we just love you. We exalt you. We lift you up, Jesus. You are an amazing, amazing Father. And today, as we've heard about your love, Father God, if there's people here that have never experienced your love, I ask that you would touch them right now. Of all ages, Father, I ask you to touch them right where they're at. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Maybe you're here today and the goodness of God has been touching your heart. And His goodness is leading you somewhere. And He, he wants to lead you to, to a new life, a, a radical life change, the message says. And, and maybe you're here and you go, you know what, Nathan? I mean, I, I, I'm ready for that. I'm ready to make a change in my life. I see God's good. And I want to I serve this good God. I want to live for this good God. If that's you, I want you to be bold. We don't make fun of nobody around here. And everybody in this room has prayed a prayer. And I see that hand. I see that hand. If you're here today and you say, you know what? I want to touch from the master. I want a touch of that goodness. I'm ready to commit my whole life, mind, body, soul, spirit, everything to him. If that's you, I just want you to be bold and raise your hand. We've had one raise their hand. If that's you. Again, we're not going to call you out. I see that hand. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you're ready to make a difference, you're ready to see something happen in your life that you've not seen before, Give God a shot. Give His love a shot. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Be bold. I see it. Glory to God. God's in the house. He's here. He's ready to minister to you. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, Nathan? At one time, I knew God's love. I knew His love. But I strayed off the path. And this message today has compelled me to get back on the path. His love has been made real to me. And I want to get back on the path. If that's you, raise your hand and say, hey, man, count me in. I see it. Hallelujah. We're all in this thing together, guys. I believe, this, I believe this house is full of people. Glory to God. But you need that love of God. Thank you, Jesus. So what we're going to do, guys, is they're playing softly. I just want everybody to stand. Glory to God. Everybody stand. You've been sitting for a while. Thank y'all. Kids, y'all did so good today. Y'all are amazing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And what I want you to do, guys, is, is if you did raise your hand, and again, I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Again, we've all had to, 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 to stand up and stand out for Jesus, and this is an opportunity. I just want you to take another step and come up here and just let me pray with you. Just come up here and let me pray with you, okay? How, be bold. This is not about me. It's about Jesus. This is about Jesus. You walking to Jesus. Hallelujah. You're making steps toward Jesus. Glory to God. Because you're saying, I need him. Amen? Come on, Owen. Come on up here, buddy. Hallelujah. But I mean, you're saying, I need Jesus. 
I need more of him. You're not too young. You're not too old. I'm telling you, man, we all need Jesus. Glory to God. We need more of him. Amen? And I want you guys to just join us as we all pray, okay? And if you didn't raise your hand and you're like, man, Nathan, I want to come up here. I, I want to come up because I, I, I do. I Because see, what you do when you step out of your chair and you walk up here, it, it really ticks the devil off. He, he don't like that, okay? He don't. Now, I'm not saying if you don't, you're fine, okay? No judgment, okay? If you stay in your seat, you stay in your seat, God's going to minister you to where you're at. I don't want anybody to feel bad, okay? No, 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 no. We're not into that, okay? I'm just saying sometimes you have to take a radical stand. You know, to quit drugs, it takes a radical stand. You know what I'm saying? To quit doing wrong things, you have to take a radical stand. It don't just happen. If you've talked to anybody that quit smoking, uh, maybe, maybe you know, quit something, they'll tell you it wasn't easy. Well, guess what? Sometimes you just need to kick the devil in the head and walk on up here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I want you guys to join with us. And all we're going to do, guys, y'all look at me. Y'all look at me. All we're going to do is we're going to pray. God does the work. Amen. He brought y'all up here. He's already working on your heart. It, 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 again, it wasn't about me. I wanted y'all to just walk toward Jesus. Because I think everybody out here needs to see that Jesus loves his people. He wants to touch you today. He wants to minister to you today. And I'm telling you, whatever you think you don't have, he's got. He's got everything you need. And I want you guys, by faith, okay? And I know we tangibly can't reach into heaven, but I want y'all by faith. As I pray for you guys, and Belinda, you can come up here with me. Squeeze in here. But as we pray for you guys, okay, you know what you need. I don't need to know what you need, okay? I want you to just reach out by faith, and I want you to ask your Heavenly Father and watch Him give it to you guys. Watch Him fill the void. Hallelujah. Will y'all join me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you in Jesus' name.